You're listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Hello. And we are diving back into the Slaughter Catalog and back into 1995 today with Mortar, self-titled release on Slaughter Productions, which just got a nice CD reissue last year from Menstrual Recordings. Menstrual Recordings was cool enough to facilitate talking to Moreno, who is not only of Mortar, but also Murder Corporation. So we definitely support Menstrual Recordings' work with Moreno and excited to talk about another project of his that, while different from Murder Corporation, certainly shares some similarities. I think the first thing you would notice about Mortar and this cassette is the skeletons on the cover, right? On the slaughter tape, so beautifully presented cover. But when I think of Murder Corporation, I also think of death imagery. And this bears that same hallmark. Although, of course, Marco probably handling the art duties on some of this stuff. And the cover is really assembled nicely. It's uh, a paste on on the front of the skeletons, and then there's gold paper under it, slightly larger to act as a border, and that's pasted on black cardstock. And on the back, the track listing is on the same gray paper as the, the artwork paste on on the front cover and has the track listing and information. And this is SPT 30, so the 30th tape on Slaughter Productions. Murder Corporation started around 1992, and Mortar... This cassette is from 95, which seems to be the, the first activity. There's a few other mortar cassettes from 95. I'm not sure if they came before this or if it started here. Hard to hard to tell what was recorded first. But good, strange nugget of mid-90s noise. And you're right, Connolly, some of the hallmarks of murder corporation i think we find in this release but it starts off in a different way in a much more dark ambient death industrial feel with the first track obscurity which has that foreboding drone clanging metal that's in the distance maybe maybe bells can't tell resonant metal and i i noted that it's vaguely musical this piece, there's a feeling of progression. There's a some playing of notes. There's something going on here that's outside of just the noises. Lo-fi, low-light ambient is the first phrase that I wrote down. And we're doing this tape because Gray recently has been procuring a lot of slaughter tapes and a lot of off-the-beaten-path slaughter tapes. Now, I wouldn't necessarily put mortar in completely off-the-beaten-path, but you're not Atrax, not Murder Corporation, mm -hmm. in the realm of obscure slaughter, maybe the top of the heap of the obscure, as far as known and notoriety. 
I'm going to say the word obscure a lot in this episode. So everyone oh, heads I was thinking up. the same thing. I was like, who's going to break the seal and say obscure I first? Well, I have another it. buzzword that I'm going to do in a second. Great, because if you miss I it, I'll clean it up. Have the word obscure in just about every track note. So heads up, everyone. I'll see if I can conjure up some other words as the episode goes. And as Gray's been getting a lot of these, I have been saying, hey, let's pick one of those because I really enjoy doing the tapes that don't get as much coverage like when we do tapes of Shane English and like a tape like this on Slaughter Productions. I love Mortar and... I love Murder Corporation and I love this tape and I love the way this tape starts with obscurity. And this, the obscurity of all of, all of this, it's, it's decomposed. It's not composed like that. That mortar death feeling is just all around you throughout this entire release. And Gray, I agree. Those buried voices are so haunting it's, you know, I, I know that Moreno has gone on record as saying he uses tapes and shortwave radio and distorted voices. And early on in his records, by 95, he had an Akai S1. Is that how you would pronounce that, Gray? Yeah. Uh, and a VCO and, and could do limited sampling. So, you know, I, I'm only thinking of like EVP and channeling in, in these shortwave wave radios and finding these haunted tones and incorporating them into his tracks. Yeah. The Akai S one sampler is, I mean, it runs on a floppy disc. It's doesn't have the most intuitive user interface, but a lot of people really love those old Akai samplers and it could sample about, I think 15 to 30 seconds, depending. And you could play, uh, eight voices, right? So you could sample eight things and have them triggering and going. Uh, I would be very curious to see the workflow that he had while using this because we do hear a lot of samples. We also do hear some pitching of things like a lot of stuff is feels sped up or slow down. And I think you can individually trigger and manipulate each of the samples on it as well. Yeah, everything seems so like the layers are not distinct in any way. Everything is <laughs> right. so muddy and merged together. You know, listening to this, I'm thinking, God, did he, did he bury this uh, tape somehow and then dig it up later and get the mud all over it? And, and there is, there is a beauty, you know, and, and truly this project, you know, looking at, at themes, it's not, it's not like deviant sex or necessarily violence, but it is like, ancient labyrinths and death and looking beyond and crypts and burials and, you know, and this really dismal, dark energy. It's the necroness of the Italians. Yes. Fully on display. You can really feel the cuts in a lot of these tracks. They're very crude. Yes. And I like yeah. that. I like that. They're not 
faded in and faded out where it, you can't tell. You can tell when a new sound is cuts in a lot of times because it really feels like a cut. Great. I want to say it was the Menem seven inch episode where I said, is there such thing as cut up ambient? And I'm finding <laughs> right. that, you know what? There might be. <laughs> yes. And yeah. this certainly, I would put that in mm -hmm. that, especially when we get to the sidelong track. It's not fast cut up. It's not mm -hmm. speed. It's not any of that, but there is these very clear crude cuts that go throughout many of the tracks. Oh my God. The second track, especially the, the rotation or it's the title is just rotation. You get this just struggle to, to rotate and then there's movement. And then all of a sudden everything is just drenched in obscurity. And this has those really, really distinct cuts to different sounds because you had those stone sounds and you get other sounds drenched on top of it. And I will apologize to Mike right now because throughout this entire listing, I was like, oh, I just want to turn it up because everything is so, I just want to dig into it more and more and more. And I want to hear it like this would be a perfect headphone listen. Yeah. But I, but I do feel like this is the type of album where I turn it up way too loud because I want to absolutely be immersed in it because you can't really tell where you are. You know, before we do talk about rotation, there's a thing that happens in obscurity oh, yeah. that goes along with this cut up and happens again on different tracks, but out of nowhere, this ending happens. Talking about how dark this feels and then the end, it really lightens up. It really brightens the sound palette. And it is one of those strange cuts, maybe a different sample, maybe just the same thing pitched up. It's hard to decipher. And you said you're going to use the word obscurity a lot. I uh, There's a word I love that, that I have had in my mind for this whole thing, which is obfuscation, which mm -hmm. I guess means about the same damn thing. But <laughs> it it is, everything is hidden from view or from recognition on these tracks, even when it's perhaps the same sound just manipulated. Yeah. The sounds, Tara, you said there were stones in rotation. Yep. I'm, I'm pretty much with you. I didn't have, I said it was sounds that roll away and come back and roll away and roll back and rotate away. I can see the stone. It's that strange dead sound that happens, flutters away, comes back. Well, and maybe it's the suggestion through the using the word mortar. And so then I'm thinking of a, a mortar and pestle. I'm right, thinking of right. grinding stones. And then we hear the word rotation. So I'm thinking millstones. And and again, all of this imagery and, and feeling for me, it's not modern. It's, you know it's ancient or it's very embedded in nature, but, but not like frolicking idyllic through a field. It's, it's night nature. Definitely. Uh, it's taken back to greater times. The dead strange stops and stabs in this one really, really have me fully in for the whole tape. After the first track, you're just, here we go. Yes, even the intro section cuts off and has that 
false start feel yeah. to it as we're getting going on this one. And then there's that obliterated chord sound, the swirling sound that we hear that mm. before it turns to stone, it reminded me, you know, some of my earlier experimentations. I think a lot of us who live in the Midwest, maybe other places, but when you've got a basement, you can drag a cheap electric organ <laughs> into that basement. Oh, yeah. That you find mm. at the thrift store or on the street. And a lot of friends had those and they have a sound when you run them through, say, a rat pedal. And that's that brought me to this, that that same blown out fuzzy sound, but still some tonal quality that was nicely musical, a distorted chord from a, a falling apart electric organ. But I hear the stone sounds. I it's these. Cyclic swirling stone grinding and uh, uh, an actual mortar and pestle makes a lot of sense for that uh, or a giant millstone or something where it's just this spinning grinding pressure. Yeah. And even the sound of, I know we've all done it, opening up the piano and banging on all those strings at once. And, and it does have that wild, wild oppressive sound and it's just the sound of everything all at once and I, and I do think that this track has that, but it's not, but what was so shocking is it's not in your face. It's not deafening. It's not pronounced. Um, it's not like stabbing you. It's, it's banging you over the head uh, with a blunt object. I could conceivably see the murder house having an organ in there. I like to picture the murder house as a couple different things. Maybe the house from blade in the dark House with laughing windows or right. So, so if I'm going with more of a modern feel, I would go with the house for from blade in the dark. Mm -hmm. If I'm going for older feel, right. House with laughing windows, maybe burial ground, mm -hmm. the, the mansion I'm going with, I, I, I flip between the old Italian type place, like a burial ground or even like the apartments in blood and black lace or, more in the 80s like a blade in the dark so i mean these are my visions of the murder just for, house for, for the murder house but for the the sound of mortar i would say like black sunday well definitely so you could if you really want to take the murder house all the way back to really old times to yonder you will go to the ruined castle in black sunday so we can go many different yeah. eras with the murder house and the murder house, of course, being Moreno's studio still to this day, everything is credited at the murder house. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm with you, Tara. I could go as far back as black Sunday ruins. I could go to burial ground. I could even go to solo some really beautiful estate oh, or yeah. some strange modern Italian house like Blade in the dark. These are the images I get when I think of the murder house. And I absolutely could see an old Italian organ just sitting there ready to have those keys be pressed by Mr. Mortar. Things are really disintegrating as this tape goes on and as we get to the third track, Fetish. This is buried under mummy wraps. Yeah, the slurred speech and that grinding cymbal tone almost that had that that metallic quality to it, but that didn't feel like it was from electronics or processing. 
there's a heavy, powerful build to this really slow descent of this piece. It, it ramps up fast and then just creeps along, falling apart. This might be my favorite track. I love the track Fetish. The I, I'm such a sucker for the sound of wind and air. And then I, I think that this fills the space so much. And then that unearthly voice um, is just so jarring. And, and then I found, you know, all of these sounds to be really disorienting. And it, it made me think as I was, you know, taken on the journey through, through this track fetish, these six minutes, I, I was thinking, is there a fetish uh, involving being buried alive. Tara, is there a fetish involving being buried alive? Yes, there is. It's taphophilia. T-A-P-H, taphophilia. It's a fetish for being buried alive. But also, there's another arousal state, another fetish that might go along with, with this entire release, and that's Chasmophilia, and that is the arousal to caverns, crevices, and valleys. I would say those two fetishes fit perfectly. Well, Mike, I'm not done yet because I got three fetishes for you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tack another one on there. And right. lithophilia, and that is the arousal to stone and gravel. And how better would that be to suit the taste of rotation for the second track? Maybe even fetish the track of being buried i love that i think all those fetishes fit perfectly with mortar and fit perfectly with this release you know i say that i could give me five minutes and i could probably wrap my head around a fetish and get into it you know wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. be like a a a a pure fetish of mine but i could see the enjoyment the the stone one interesting yeah i thought that was alarming now i could i could get into the like you know coffin like sure, not necessarily sure. being buried but maybe pretending i'm buried like maybe being in, like in a tight Cl- squeeze tight yeah, place yeah. i'm into that type of thing but yeah the stone gravel i don't know but i did find a place in I can, san I mean, francisco just, again, give me five minutes i'll, I'll figure it yeah, out you gotta you know you gotta get in the right mindset yeah i, can but do I it. did find a place in san francisco that will um bury you in a coffin alone or with a lover uh, for that uh, experience, purely sexual in nature, of course. Uh, so if if that's something you're looking for, look into it, everybody. It, somebody can do it in a safe way for you. Visit our sponsor, hornygravespace.com. <laughs> There's somebody out there who can make it happen, and they may or may not be in San Francisco. This, like you're saying, Gray, this track really ramps up and then goes to a different place. It's this really abrupt change that enters this even more obscure area with a strange loop that is hard to really put your finger on. And then this total tape madness loop comes at the end. The the mutated screams is what well, I had I, put yeah, down, I but I know. cannot yeah, tell. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it bats? Is it scream? It just it's definitely sure. tape. Whatever it is, it's tape. Yeah, you can feel the tapeness. And that's the thing is with this whole tape, it, it's it's strange because in some ways I can't feel the humanness. 
Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know what's happening at any time, but then you then there's these cuts and then there's these decisions that are made that are very human. So it's just a strange back and forth of how I'm feeling during this entire tape. Well, and there's some releases that really, really benefit from being on a cassette. And I think that this is one of those. For sure. It feels very cassette. Though we are happy that there is a oh, CD version goodness. of it. Oh, thank goodness. I mean, I'm so for, grateful. So that everyone can, yeah. can pick it up who doesn't have the tape. But this is very much a tape tape. Yes, it, it really is. And again, being on Slaughter, uh, that's just the perfect place for a release like this. I like the chances taken by mortar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like those decisions you're talking about. You know, we we mentioned Italian decisions before, but there is something strangely off-putting about this release and and inhuman and removed from it. Even when you hear human elements, you hear speech in it. You hear what must be someone manipulating or moving something. You hear some field recordings sprinkled throughout. They they feel very alien to us in this context. And that, that happens on the fourth track on the A side, Dead Brain, which feels like a weird hymnal played back at different pitches. That's all I could all I could figure out there. Here's where we get the organ slash string sounds in abundance and in different flavors and variations. Yeah, I, I could only think of the original, like early, early black and white release of Phantom of the Opera because when it gets to that like, you know, fever pitch, chaos, murder uh situation where everything's dissonant but there's still musical, like it definitely reminds me of that. But but again, the through line for all of this are those, you know, timeless arenas of death and stone and dirt and cycles and, you know, those those type of of themes that just seem larger than any of us as individuals, which I think is probably why Marco Corbelli was this project appealed to him. Of course. And the use of dead brain, which Marco would use that term, Mm -hmm. of course, love the continued use of something, even if it's not a Marco project, it's, I'm sure they work together and the idea of cross utilizing titles and phrases, something that really speaks to me about the way a label is, is done and the way a label chooses to work with projects feels very much like everyone's working together. I personally find that to be very exciting about slaughter and, and labels that operate that way in general, the, eerie haunted organ loop with this ancient distance is the perfect place in the in it's the perfect place in the tape for this track fetish got to this really really ultra obscure zone and dead brain brings a little bit of light going into the creeks and the and the cracks of stone. There's a little bit of that, and that to me is those organ sounds. You're saying there's no mortar in the wall, it's dry stone masonry. Then maybe that's possible. Maybe that's maybe that's what's happening here. Now this track especially was where I was like, oh this this is Black Sunday. 
Totally Black Sunday. This is definitely like beauty and darkness combined. Something that's eerie and beautiful simultaneously. Absolutely present in Dead Brain. Yeah. I really like the shortest track on this tape, Return, which has this subterranean rumbling and this distortion just on the edge of breaking out. It's right there. And it felt like eruptions and lava. It felt like the unmaking of the world creation in reverse in just over three minutes. And I like, again, we have that same sort of cut where the, or even not a cut. It's sort of revealed that there's a rhythmic element at the end of this piece that comes creeping out of all of this mm-hmm. lava, molten stone. It is no, crazy. Like you get a quick tease of it. Again, like a lot of things that happen on this tape, out of nowhere, a drum machine appears for two or three hits right at the beginning and then gets swallowed up by the decay and the dirt. To me, this was the track on the tape that was closest to a Murder Corporation track as far as the harshness, the upfrontness. And yeah, that 244 minute. Yeah. Right, right and at the end. Ex- of this, oh my God. Like it's you're saying, so Gray. impressive. It yeah. just blasts right through. Like this whole beginning of this, it was like everything to me felt, you know, moist, felt very wet. Like it was in a submarine. Uh, I think I wrote, I'm in a submarine and it's fucking creepy. And now there's an underwater thunderstorm. But then it's like all of that just like blasted through like ancient underwater ruins. It was so incredible. And I love when you don't expect that to happen and it just blows you away. Yeah, it's a really incredible and surprising track. Again, where it's placed after the dead bearing track and then you get back to the dirt under the earth into just that insane explosion at the end. And and how enticing is it just to get that glimpse, you know, mm-hmm. like instead of just like leaning into that element and just, you know, going, going wild and chaotic and unhinged at that point, you just get that, that little creak of fear and then it's over. Yeah. It's, it's just so nice because then at that point you're completely unsettled and you have no idea what's going to happen and you have a whole nother side. You absolutely do. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you finish the A side of this tape and flip to the B side for what is titled as a sidelong piece, but in reality is, I don't know, 15 to 18 smaller pieces cobbled yeah. together mm-hmm. with no sense to how, how or why they're put that way, other than they all totally. feel really nice or really disjointing together. Like sometimes they flow... And it makes sense. And sometimes you're like, wait, wait, where, what happened? Where am I? What, why did that last sound stop? And why am I hearing this now? I tried to make notes of what each section made me feel. And even looking at my notes now, it's completely confusing as this track also is. The blood refluctuation, which is the, the B side and refluctuation, meaning flowing back, flowing backwards, an older, an older word that I don't recall hearing much in my time 
this journey is going to take us on many places throughout this side long track. And the cuts take you to all these completely different places. And well, Hey, great. Give us some rundown. Give us a cup. Give us some that you picked out. Yeah. You may not have gotten them all, but I, your pieces. I, I, yeah, I will say that I didn't specifically do that. So I would like to hear what you had to say. And then let's see if we were in the same journey. I'm, I'm going to run through my list here. Mm-hmm. And then I can pick out a couple to actually talk about a little more in depth because this is just my shorthand. Uh, I put slashes between everything. So organ, overdrive, swirling stereo, field recording loop, waves crashing, lava again, voice field recording mutated, angels shrieking, ambient modem, (laughs) low bit hissing, so weird, lots of pitch shifting, water warp, organ, can water hiss power drone lo-fi and musical fluctuations i love it there's one specifically i think we're in a similar place well i know which part you're talking about with the where the there was you said angels shrieking i think at one point so (laughs) i don't know that's not where i went but i think i know what section you're talking about for me i was at an amusement park and it was the amusement park that's in Suspicious Death of a Minor, the Sergio Martino movie. And there's this great roller coaster scene in that movie. And oh, that's where I went. Oh, that is there. so creepy. Because yeah. you, I, in my mind, you were hearing all this screaming and shrieking. But is it screams and shrieks of joy and fun and excitement? Or is it screams and shrieks of terror and horror? Hard to pick out when you're just listening but for some reason, I felt we were in an amusement park. I felt that when we listened to this yesterday as well. And so I'd had that in my brain already. I, I, I was like, oh, here comes the part where we're at the roller coaster in Suspicious Death of a Minor. Fantastic movie, if anyone hasn't seen it. Anything Sergio Martino does is fantastic. Yeah, obviously, I mean, yeah. I believe that's the same section that you were at with the angels streaking, which I totally see that. And right after that, there's that. 90s dial-up modem sound but it's not it's not that it's not a sample of that but it has those same distorted dissonant tones and the changing cadence and shifting and register and intercut with noise it felt like that but quiet and ambient not that crude sound you used to hear back in the 90s but then it cuts into that that low bit rate, the sampler, maybe just being pushed, pitching something down and you get that gross low bit sound. We talked about sort of bit crushing bit rate mutation uh, when we did the mental destruction, when madness right. strikes CD mm-hmm. and that, that same kind of sound is present here. Not much and not nearly as dominant as on mental destruction. There's also what I wrote is water warp, which I'm sure you yeah. can probably picture that part where it feels like water. It feels like some strange filter. It feels like thinking of blood refluctuation. It feels like water running down a tube or blood in veins. It felt like maybe uh, an embalming or something like that process, mm-hmm. all of that grossness. And can water hiss, which is one of the funnier ones I wrote down to me is because at first I was definitely hearing a tin can being kicked or rattled around on the dirt, but then there's the the watery sounds and the 
Steam. High, yeah, that high speed steam hiss going on. This is such a cool B-side to this tape because we're presented with five tracks on the A-side that mostly stay in their mode, but have these decisions, these changes, these shifts in them that are off-putting and unsettling and unexpected, even when they happen in pretty much every track. And then you have this B-side, which is the weird version of that where everything is cobbled together. And when it's a more extended segment, you're not ready for it to kind of continue as long as it does. And I love blood refluctuation, like the return, which is one of my favorite tracks on this into this as a, a kind of pair, like one track and then flip it. And you got this long, long piece. That's just all over the place. I've been listening to this set a fair amount at night while like doing work, soldering, whatever. It gets repeated plays in because it's great in the way of a unfocused listen as well, because the changes make you pay yes, attention right. again mm-hmm. instead of fading into the background. And when you hit the B side, it's nothing but changes. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. I, I can see that for sure. You, you, you're never lulled into the experience. It's an active experience the entire time. Some ambient and dark ambient part of the, Appeal is the is the lulling into the album. Sometimes it's great when that this side of things is more active. And in this case, that's what you get. Yes. And it is very, very rewarding. Yeah, I called it a strange ritual that I don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's that's what this is. It's a is. visitation. And you know, Tara, like you're saying, the theme and feeling of mortars certainly old ancient dirt stone monuments archetypal yes and it really is effective in doing that and really sets apart mortar from murder corporation in its approach and themes even when there are overlaps of sound or technique you can feel Moreno which again that's the great thing you should always feel the person there even if they're doing something different and separating their themes and ideas to me mortar is is a great mortar is a great reflection of murder corporation and in some ways both pieces fit together to create Moreno's world this really made me want to pull out, you know, I haven't been able to track down a ton of mortar tapes. I, I wish that weren't the case, but from the grave, the LP on Octagon from 2000 was actually recorded in November 96. So mm-hmm. similar, you know, around this era, 95, 96. And I'm very curious to put that one back on as I got that. That was, I bought that probably back in 2000 whenever it came out and remember really enjoying it, but I have not spent time with it too much since and it's a shame you know you have too many records and you don't you don't get it but this kind of thing triggers me to to throw this stuff on yeah you want to listen to it you just can't quite find it well hopefully this will will get anybody into yes. diving into a mortar zone or a murder corporation and, zone and i would also like to say because i i feel that you know mike is taking this to a wrap-up place but i have not yet talked about the image on on the front of this and that is this, that we do have two skeletons 
clearly, but they aren't regular skeletons. That's a that's a child skeleton. Uh, if if my eyes don't deceive me, you can tell by the relative skull size to the body size. Um, you know, the diminutive shoulders, all of that. It's just not a fully developed adult. And uh, and and it even looks, could be just the trickery of photocopying as though there is a, a soft spot on top of the head. And so that makes it even more unnerving. But my favorite unnerving thing about uh, a, an a adolescent skull is when they take off the front of the bone of the jaws, the mandible, uh, you can actually see all of our teeth that are formed within that skull. And I was loving to listen to this and, and unnerve Mike right here, who was sitting on the couch with me with these images of three layers of teeth. I'll say I wasn't, I would kept telling her to stop showing it to me. It was, yeah. I didn't like it at all. It was doing the pain thing in your, like your mouth gets watery. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah I wasn't uh, into it. So I encourage all of you, if you're into that sort of thing, to check it out. Uh, because even even though your teeth are not, you know, protruding through your bones, uh, doesn't mean they aren't there. Uh, and they are there inside of your skull, secretly waiting to pierce your flesh um, and pop out, cause you pain, but also chew chew up your food, then get ripped out and come back in one other time and uh it's really cool looking so there you go there you go mortar absolutely great slaughter tape now available on cd so multiple ways to pick this up and as tara's discussing this cover one thing we failed to mention as well is that there is another cover as well Mm -hmm. there is a second pressing slaughter cover i've never seen that one i'm i love this one but i've never seen that one anywhere aside from pictures yeah right it's a crowd in gas masks right and we discuss our theories about the way slaughter operated maybe the second run was literally he ran out of covers couldn't find the master and made uh pat needed 10 copies. You know, I don't know. This, mm. I don't, that was total. I made that completely up yes. on the spot. The point is that we always speculate that there's different versions and covers of Slaughter for various reasons. And it may not be. It was merely an imaginative example. Yes. 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 Of something that could have happened. But cool Who knows? Cool, we don't Both know. covers are great. You know, both covers are great. great. Yeah. It's great. The track listing and information on the back of the other cover looks very similar to this one. So. Must have just been taken straight from there's yeah, there's no noticeable difference in how the back of that one looks and how this one looks. Right on. Well, pick it up however you can. Great way to continue your winter listening. Think about ancient times. Think about greater times with mortar. We're going to hop over on the Patreon now. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I, I have told some things Gray in mind. to pick something he's super into and talk to us about it. So I don't know if that's going to happen or maybe Tara's going to bring something up. Maybe I'm going to bring something up. This is going to happen within seconds. Seconds. So I think we're all very excited to see what happens on the extra. I have more fetishes to read off. 
and some more skeleton things. Well, we let's just see oh, you what happens. It. Okay, you know we don't know if that's what we're going to well, talk Greg about. Can cut that part. We're going to see what happens. So let's head on over there and continue our conversation. You have been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over twenty years by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.